Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. We are back with a fun episode, I think. Um, we watched Fosse Verdon, and spoiler alert, we both are obsessed and loved it so, so, so much. So we're very excited to talk about it. And we haven't really talked about it with each other yet, so you'll see some, hear some firsthand reactions. <laughs> <laughs> we're really going to keep it real. Um, and um, also, we love getting requests for top threes. And so this is a request of a top three that someone submitted <laughs> very formally. <laughs> and to our P.O. box. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four. Girl Beat Show. Main Street, USA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I forgot how P.O. box addresses worked, so I couldn't. I was like st- st- struggling to finish that. <laughs> In true fashion, though, I was, like, right on board. I was like, yeah, she knows exactly what she's talking about. (laughs) Oh, you off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the top three that we will talk about today is the top three shows we thought we would not like and we ended up liking once we watched them. So, Jordan, what was your number three? The number three I thought of was, um... Haunting of Hill House. Mm. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I I wasn't that I thought I wouldn't like it. I kind of thought it wasn't going to be much more um, than like just scares the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there were some really good jump scares, but they were like fun. But it was I really liked the characters and the family drama and the kind of psychological elements to it. It was mm-hmm. it was way more. Um, like, just deep than I expected. And, yeah, I ended up really liking that show much more than I thought I would. Yeah, that's a good answer. I probably would have included that had I thought about it. So, I agree. Okay, my number three is Jane the Virgin. I'm trying to even remember why I even started watching it. It just is, like, a show that I don't really feel like I would ever watch. But I guess, I don't know. I don't know why I started watching it. I think I had to decide if I was Team Michael or Team Raphael. Is that his name? I haven't watched it in so long. I haven't ever watched it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay, good. <laughs> I will actually just die and let you find a new co-host if that's wrong. <laughs> um, and Why are we laughing? That's not funny. <laughs> That'd be a fun, like, tryout thing, though. Yeah. But I genuinely thought it was, is I do think it is funny and um, also relatable in a way that a lot of CW shows are not. And like more based in reality than most CW shows are. Okay, so was it the CW factor that was kind of what made you prejudge it before you watched Probably. it? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, that liking Jane the Virgin was kind of what... Helped me start watching Riverdale, too. Okay. Because it gained my trust a little bit. I know I talk about that a lot, and I still need to go finish it, because there's no reason I haven't watched it, mm-hmm. other than laziness. So, is the show over? Did they air a finale? I think it might still be going. Like, it's, it's currently airing right now, the last season. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Don't quote me on that. 
or it just recently ended. But I always see like Jane the Virgin on CW is trending mm-hmm. on Twitter. Like the people are live tweeting it. Yeah. Okay, that's a great one. Thank you. Um, my number two <laughs> is what I've been talking about a lot lately is the cartoon Archer. <laughs> I just randomly started watching it. I think once we got the um, the FX login to watch all these FX shows, um, I just randomly started watching it. Even though I, I don't know, I just didn't, it seemed like it would be kind of like very um, like male humor mm-hmm. and like bro humor. And while it does have a lot of sex jokes, I feel like there, you can make really funny sex jokes. And I feel like they do. <laughs> but it's like, I also, um, I... Love H. John Benjamin, who's, um, like, legendary voice actor Bob on Bob's Burgers also currently. And um, there's also, there's just, like, the cast is really funny. It has um, Lucille from Arrested Development and Chris Parnell and Judy Greer is in it. And I didn't know any of them were even in it. And it's just really surprised me at how um, clever and funny it is. And I've just, it's been kind of like my sideshow when I'm, like, not doing anything else and it's i'm really enjoying it like a lot more than i thought i would so much more that tell tell the listeners how far you are i'm in season six and it's after like a week week and a half (laughs) (laughs) to be fair the seasons are short and the episodes are short but yeah i've been just burning through it but i was kind of sick last weekend it's a perfect time okay for my number two i chose glow because had I just, like, heard what it was about, well, I did when I heard it, what it was about, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And even though it had, like, char- like p- actors in it that I genuinely like and trust, I was very wary. And even, like, halfway through the first season, I was still like, I don't really know if I get this. But now it's my, my love. That's a really good answer. Thank you. Especially because, like, um, it's fun when, it, like, you end up really, really loving the show. Yeah, exactly. It was a lot more than just ladies wrestling, which I guess all shows are. All shows are more than what you hear about on just like the, the surface. It's, <laughs> it's, like, main plot point. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's a really good one. Especially because I feel like some of the promos played up, like, oh, it's, like, it's hot women wrestling each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like so... Parts of it were even marketed kind of like that to, like, get attention. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, not like that at all. Yeah. And I'm just glad it, there's a there's a heavier focus on the, like, relationships behind the ladies of wrestling as opposed to, like, actually showing wrestling matches. Totally. Well, and some of the wrestling matches are so funny and entertaining. Yeah. And so, like, it's hard not to get into them. Mm-hmm. It's well, fun. and that point actually will bring me to my number one that I'll share after you. Okay. Um, my number one is Game of Thrones because I never wanted to watch it. I was never interested in it at all. Um, well, I was interested in that, like, when I, because I went into Game of Thrones knowing, unfortunately, like, some of the big, um, plot twists because I was like, oh, I'll never watch this show, but I'll click on this article, clickbait, that's like, wow, biggest twist in TV history or something like that. And so, um... I, yeah, I ended up loving the show. I thought it was amazing, and I would probably put it in my top five shows of all time, which I never thought I would say. I never would have either. I probably would have bet money on it that you would have never said that. 
Wow. I don't know who I would be betting, but... (laughs) Okay, well, my number one is Friday Night Lights. Wow. Because it's kind of the same thing as Glow. Because I was like, I hate... I don't like watching football. I'm not interested in football at all, which I think is a lot of people's, like, number one reason why they don't start watching Friday Mm -hmm. Night Lights. Like, I I hear hear that that. all the time. Yeah. And even though there was, like, uh, a football game almost every episode, it, like, is, like, only usually five to maybe ten minutes an an episode. Mm -hmm. And they're, like... Which is actually, I found out, like, the perfect amount of football for me to, like, <laughs> only show, like, oh, they're down by so many, and now they won! Show like, the, old, like, the dramatic part of a football yeah, game. Yeah, I like that kind of football. Well, and, like, knowing the story of all the care like, the players yeah, really and, helps. Yeah, like, the politics behind, which I guess is why a lot of people like sports is, like, the politics behind them. Like, today, yeah. like, I know, like, there's, like, the NBA draft... And I don't understand that stuff at all. But I get that that also, like, adds to the intensity and, like, fandom of sports. And now I guess I understand it because of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't know, like, that I they were know, caring like, for their grandma who was all dating day. Who? That, who cheated on who yeah. on the paralyzed boyfriend. Yeah, maybe if I knew more. Like, that's why it's sad. And you don't sad, know, you don't know I, all about the NBA coaches' wives that Yeah, like, I only really know models. about NBA. I only know about NBA players who have, like, dated Kardashians, etc. And, like, I think that's embarrassing and I know that. But someone give me a juicy piece of paper to read, cheat sheet, and I would probably <laughs> care more. But yeah, I honestly think that Friday Night Lights, because I was hesitant too, because I don't care about football either. Mm-hmm. But I think that it made me care about real football even less. <laughs> because the even like when you're just watching football game on on TV, it's just like one angle, mm-hmm. maybe some other angles for replays. <laughs> but like in this one, it's like, wow, that was so epic. Like, what? Because it's like you're watching like a full, like, remember the Titans or something. You're like, like watching a dramatized girl on the football. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, IMAX. <laughs> so, oh man, that's such a good answer. Thank you. And yeah, if you're on the fence about Friday Night Lights because you hate football or just don't think you'd care ever about a football show, don't let that stop you. No. We're here. We we lived through that and it's in our top fives for sure. Yeah, and I feel like it's part of our mission of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Every person watches Friday Night Lights. Yeah. By the time we die. Mm -hmm. And then we can die happy and our work here on this earth was completed. Exactly. When every human on the earth has watched Friday Night Lights, (laughs) we will just like fade to dust and smiling. (laughs) Coach Taylor would be proud. Um, Okay. Do you have any great TV news? One piece of news that I didn't read a ton about, but it was announced that um, Ryan Murphy's adaptation of The Prom for Netflix and has a pretty hard-hitting cast. Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, Ariana Grande, um, Aquafina, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, our baby boy Andrew Rannells, and um, also James Corden. Whatever. But, um, yeah, I feel like that will be interesting. Yeah, I've only heard a little bit about The Prom, the new musical, but it sounds like it's really good, and 
it can't be bad when you have a cast led by Meryl and Nicole. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. That it was announced, so that'll be awesome. Um, one other thing was, and speaking of Haunting of Hill House, is that um, for season two, uh, Victoria Pedretti, who was Nell, um, the older version of the sister Nell, um, she's going to be in season two, but playing a different character. Which, to me, kind of has, like, kind of um, American Horror Story vibes. So, like, they are using cast all the time. The same cast. Have they already announced that um, season two was going to be a completely different storyline? I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's going to be based on another, like, classic horror story, which I... Another one that I don't know. Because <laughs> I also didn't know the Hill House one. Hopefully it's about the lady who takes the ribbon off her neck and her head falls off and she plays that girl, too. Please, please, please. <laughs> She's so good at playing characters like that. She really was really good. And I hadn't ever seen her in anything else. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they're bringing someone back. It's her because she was really good. Yeah, she was really good. This is kind of TV related, but kind of not. <laughs> but did you see that um, Anthony from Queer Eye talked about how he was trying out and was almost one of one of her? <laughs> We're too excited to, to spit out the words. <laughs> He was almost Taylor Swift's boyfriend in her Blank Space music video. Can you even imagine that reality where that is? I want them to refilm it. He's so hot. (laughs) Well, maybe now they will if she needs to, like, redo all of her stuff. Yeah, that's true. She has to redo all of her stuff. I I can't imagine. Like, everyone would have been so obsessed with him even before Queer Eye came out. Mm Because everyone would like, who's this babe? Because the guy in Blank Space was attractive, but, like, He's just, like, your average attractive way. Yeah. Wow. Um, My last piece of news, just because I feel like... We have to mention it is that The Office is being taken off of oh, Netflix. Yeah, that's a by good January twenty twenty one. They gave quite a heads up. Yeah, I feel like most shows it's like next month we're removing this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't know if it's better or worse. I feel like it's going to be like two years of people complaining. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have such weird feelings about all of that stuff because I like The Office. Well, I love one through three. I don't, I don't, I don't really care about some of the later seasons. I haven't watched them all, but I just don't think they're as funny as the earlier ones. But that's just my opinion. I'm not going to like, I feel like some people get shamed if they're too obsessed with The Office and that annoys me. But I also do get annoyed if that's the only (laughs) show anyone ever talks about. So I'm just, I just have weird feelings about it. Yeah. It's very complicated because I'm not an Office hater of itself, but yeah, it's already annoying. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's going to apparently, I think NBC is doing their own streaming service, and that's yeah. why. Which will be interesting, too, because Universal owns NBC, right? Just judging off the that spinning their logos at the beginning of every Office yes, episode. Yes, I think so. Or at the end, whatever. And so I wonder, because people keep saying, like, oh, like, I'll never buy an NBC streaming service. But, like, maybe they'll have good stuff, and maybe for everyone who's obsessed with The Office, it would be worth it. Yeah. If you don't already have the DVDs, you know? Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's been an interesting piece of news to drop because some people were like, good, now everyone has to watch a different show. It's like, well, that's rude. But also, doesn't that mean that we're also losing Parks and Rec? That's the other question. Like, there will no, be a about lot that. more if, that, if, that, if NBC is taking everything off. So it's kind of confusing. Yeah. But anyway. <sighs> no. That was good. You've got time. Good journalism to bring that up. Thank you. All right. 
Fosse Verdon. It's on FX. I kept trying to, like, say his name fancy, like, Fosse, but it's just Fosse. <laughs> just Fosse. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's on FX, which is kind of tricky to sometimes watch. Yeah. I'm hoping that it will be on Netflix eventually. It'll yeah. probably just be for, like, a while, and it'll almost feel irrelevant by then. Well, like... Like Gianni Versace well, one. But that's because Ryan Murphy has stuff, but mm. Atlanta Season 2 is on Hulu. Well, it was a while ago. Okay. So maybe that will happen with Fosse. Or it will go to Netflix. Or who knows with FX. It's, it's just extremely like, unpredictable, which is weird. Very confusing. But any way you can get your hands on it, even if you have to pay for it, you should. It's only um, eight episodes, so it's not like you have to buy like a 20 season. No. A 20 episode season. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it follows the careers and biographies, their whole life stories about Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. Bob Fosse was, um, he's won like, he's won Oscars, Tonys, Emmys, Golden Globes for choreography and directing. And so I had heard of him and I sadly had never heard of Gwen Verdon who, and this is all, this is kind of spanning like the 50s through the 80s. Mm Mm-hmm. 80s, early 80s or late 70s. Um, but in her, in that time period, Gwen Verdon was like a legendary household name Broadway star. She was a famous dancer and she originated some like classic iconic Broadway roles. And um, they met doing Damn Yankees on Broadway and they were married after working together. And so this kind of chronicles their professional lives and their personal lives, both of which are very rocky and very, very interesting. And very traumatizing and sad. Very traumatizing and it's, yeah, it's brutal. I didn't know anything. I, musicals and like Broadway stuff is my huge, huge, huge blind spot when it comes to pop culture and entertainment, I would say. So I didn't know, like, anything about them at all. T-B-H. So um, this was very eye-opening. And I was also glad that Jordan knew, had background, so that we could discuss it in a more educational way. I mean, I feel like I didn't know, there were, I learned a ton from this because, like, I didn't know how involved they were with Chicago and um, Cabaret. Well, I knew that, I knew that Bob Fosse directed Cabaret, but I didn't, there's just so much that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it was really educational for me. I feel like even if I know musicals, like there's so much behind, there's, I don't know any behind the scenes stuff like that. And I think it's, I think that era of Hollywood and now Broadway stuff, which I haven't really like learned about before is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like I've only, I only really have background knowledge of stuff that's like come out in the recent years, like Dear Evan Hansen, um, Mm. Hamilton and like Waitress, just because I already knew about those people for the most part or because they're like a phenomenon. Just like modern Broadway stuff. Yeah. And I don't think we've already, we've mentioned yet that Sam Rockwell plays... mm -hmm. Bob Fosse, and Michelle Williams plays Gwen Verdon. <laughs> and wow, that's all I can really say about Michelle Williams. Like, she was 
Incredible. I forgot it was her. Like, like she just is that character. And it's interesting when it's not some, like, I don't have any knowledge of Gwen Verdon's mannerisms or what she looked like or anything. All I did was look up a picture of her and she looked exactly like her. Even though if I saw a picture of her, I wouldn't say like, wow, she's a twin of Michelle Williams. Mm -hmm. But in this, Michelle Williams looked exactly like her. And you could tell, like, mannerisms and, like, her voice. I've never seen her be like that ever before. No. It was... Like, also, she was so good at dancing and singing. Yeah. Like, you... Sometimes in a movie when they're, like, they'll tell you, oh, they're the best person on Broadway, and you kind of just, like, have to suspend reality because, like, they don't look or... They're not, like, the best dancer. Like, the background dancers might be better at dancing than Mm -hmm. them. But she was a star. Like, she looked like she could have been on this legendary Broadway dancer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she also, I felt like their, her makeup for when she was older, like her, uh, age makeup was incredible. It was just like, you could tell they had like manipulated her face to be like a little thicker in areas and like, Mm -hmm. but like, it was crazy how real and good she looked. Yeah. She looked, and I haven't even looked up a picture actually of Bob Fosse, but like he looked, he looked terrible because I'm sure he looked terrible in real life. But, like, it just didn't look as real as Gwen's did. No. And, um, like, you, I don't really know Bob Fosse's face either, but I just saw Sam Rockwell the whole time, mm-hmm. and Michelle Williams, like, disappeared into the role. Yeah. So totally. she, not that he was bad in this role at all, but she really outshone him. Which I think is the point of the show in general. And so I'm glad it was that way, because I think it helped get the point across that she never got the appreciation that she deserved. Something I loved is that every episode, they had a different logo for, like, the opening credits, and it usually kind of, like, matched the play that they were talking about in that episode, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really loved that and thought it was really cool. Yeah, I just love those little touches. Yeah, I feel like um, the production on this was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I loved watching them rehearsing the choreography. Yeah. It was so good. I feel like even though this had so many really, like, brutal parts to it and, like, their histories were – both of them were very heartbreaking, especially – well, I don't want to, like, outrank traumas or anything, but, like, Gwen's whole life is just – there's just so much – Bob, that Bob is just a pretty bad person. And Gwen, like, there's just, she's just such a put-upon person, and it's really sad. But it was still really enjoyable to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Like, it still was fun. Well, because Gwen is a really fun, loving person, and, like, was still so positive throughout the whole thing. And I don't think she fully understood to the extent of, like, their toxic relationship. She had to have, like, other people pointed out to her sometimes. And sometimes she would be super strong and other times she wasn't. And um, I thought that that was done really well, too, in, like, showing um, toxic relationships and, like, abusive relationships and people going back and, like, how they get roped into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, not, like, victim shaming them or, like, um, judging them for, like, going back. But at some point... Yeah, they were never... The commentary was never, she's weak. She's stupid. It was like, you totally saw her thought process of the whole thing. And, but they also didn't try and make her like 
this perfect savior either. Like, she had her flaws. Like, she really tried her hardest to be an attentive mother, but she wasn't all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, trying to balance ambition. Like, she... It was... She's just a really interesting person that I am sad that I didn't really know that much about at all until now, but I'm glad that they made this show. Also, there were a couple of fun cameos, people that popped up. Jake Lacey, who we, we've talked about him before, how he always just shows up and is like a boyfriend that everyone hates. Yeah, he was really good in this. And I, um, usually I hate him, kind of. I don't know. I feel like sometimes he's cast as either he's the boyfriend you hate or sometimes he's like the boyfriend you're supposed to love. And I'm just like, don't like much. it. And like, I'm like... Stop trying to force me to like him. We were just watching Rami. Oh, yeah. Rami. And Rami, I, I actually didn't hate him in because I was, like, supposed to hate him and he was good at being Yeah, he gross. was good at being hate- hateful. Yeah, I'm sure. Tra- I don't, and I think maybe it was, because he's in a lot of girls dating yeah. Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm kind of like, stop trying to force me to think he's so great. Like, yeah. it's just annoying. But in this, he actually was, like, a really good character, especially because he's surrounded by horrible People like just especially next to Bob Fosse, it's like he was like a good stand up guy, but not in like a flat, boring way. Like, usually the stand up guy is in these kinds mm-hmm. of things where it's like, yeah, he's good, but he's not a, a genius, mm-hmm. like creative genius. Like, he still was like interesting and um, was really supportive and didn't and like had a personality. Well, and, and I was expecting him to be in like one or two episodes and like have left her. Mm-hmm. But, like, he stuck with her for a really long time. Yeah. And, like, I was pretty shocked at um, how long it was. I yeah. thought he was just going to be, like, a fling, but it was not that. Yeah. Which was a really uh, great way to show such a contrast between the two. Mm-hmm. Between Bob and Gwen. Um, one thing that I just thought made this harder to watch was... So, Bob... It's a total casting couch situation. Like, he's this great... Like, he's won so many awards for all of his productions and all this stuff, so he's very respected. And he basically had this, like, expectation for himself that he, like, was entitled to sleep with whichever one of his dancers in his casts and Even all this stuff. Even though he's so fugly. I... It like, was and disgusting. That, it's always disgusting. Like, I... Because I, I thought... Like, I was thinking in terms of real life, I was like, he's so gross, but so are, so is Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, they always are. Like, yeah, it's really disgusting. It's the power that they have that yeah. makes them think that everybody wants to sleep with them. And this fear that they, that these poor girls have that, like, their, their career will be over. Because it is. If they refuse, mm-hmm. it is over. And that was really tough to watch, especially because, like... It's always so interesting because I feel like my first thought is always naive where it's like, what a horrible time. But then I'm like, oh, this is exactly like Ryan Adams. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is exactly like but all these things where everything's coming out about all these horrible people that use their um, status in the industry to completely manipulate sexually, emotionally, all these up and coming women. Mm-hmm. And so that was just like so repulsive to see it. And then. Just think about all these, all these new things that keep coming out, like, every week. Yeah, like, that was, like, this was based back in the day, and it's still happening today, sadly. So it's like we haven't even gone anywhere with that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is just a small little thing. (laughs) Um, 
So when they first show the time jump of their daughter, mm-hmm. I was like, who is that? <laughs> she was very like she looked nothing like nothing the younger like the, the younger, younger version girl and they they just kind of like assumed that i we that i that like the audience would and like because i don't even think they called her nicole for a while and i was no. just like is that just like some new and michelle ingenue? didn't look well michelle gwen didn't look that much older in between time jumps no and then i was like oh this is like their nanny and then i was like oh wait a second i think this is their daughter it was very, it was a little confusing. Yeah, that was, like, I think that was the only time that I was, like, no, that didn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, it was so small, but it was, it was just kind of shocking. Because yeah. their daughter had been in it for so much that I was, we were, you're really used to her and, like, really know what's going yeah, on and with like, her and stuff. Yeah, and, like, the time jump is very subtle, and then you, like, never really go back. No. And I actually, towards the end, I actually really liked her. Yeah, I did too. I thought she was good. Yeah. And I also just like um I was, she was so cute in all like the 70s fashions. Mm-hmm. Her and Michelle Williams. Yeah, they looked amazing. Their costumes were amazing. Mhm. And also um they kind of do like a thing at the end of like where people are now. I don't this isn't spoilery cuz I it's real life. I yeah, think. you can read this all on Wikipedia. Um, but <laughs> as I did. Her daughter Nicole died at she was only 37. It's so sad to me. It is really sad. And so, like, so much of the hardships she had later in her life were direct results of her upbringing. Yeah, like her rough childhood. Yeah. Back to the other cameo. So I was watching the end of an episode and I saw that Lin-Manuel Miranda was an executive producer and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, that's interesting. And then he shows up. It's a small role, but he's in it for like an episode. And it was just like kind of shocking. Me and Jordan apparently both had the same like, (laughs) wait a second. Is that Lin? Is that Lin? Yeah. (laughs) And actually he was pretty good, but it was just kind of random. It's almost like when you're that famous, it's like, even if you're amazing and he really does so i wasn't familiar with the part he was playing he's playing roy scheider in the movie all that jazz and i saw pictures of him and i was like he looks just like him really and the costume was spot on but it was still like he's so famous that it was so distracting to me well and because he was like playing a role that's like him in real life yeah okay i had never heard of that and i was just like this is so weird like you cast your ex as herself, like, there's just so many weird things that I was like, that would be traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're directing this movie of about your own life. Like, it's just so weird. Oh, Bob Fosse. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't following you. I was still thinking about Lynn, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I didn't know. That is crazy. I didn't know that he had done that. It was I mean, so I didn't know anything about him, but that weird. was extra crazy. Well, and Annie, his ex, is still living. She's significantly younger than them. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many interesting things. Like, I read that she, they revived Chicago on Broadway in 1996, and she was the lead in it. Oh, really? And isn't that just so interesting? Like, there's just so many weird things. That is very interesting. It's such a, you know that things are, like, a great story when you're reading what really happened, and you're still like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so interesting. And I was reading, this is kind of a tangent. I was reading about his first wife at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, 
known as kind of like a wild, crazy girl in Hollywood. Oh, really? And in the show, she was like very like prim and proper. Mm-hmm. Well, that actually reminds me. I felt like there were a couple storylines that I didn't super follow. Like his first wife was sick and she like Peter Pants. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really fully explain what she was really sick with. Yeah, that's another, I was trying, I think that's why I was even on her Wikipedia page in the first place, because I was like, what did, what she, did she have? have? And they said that she had complications with diabetes, oh, which would make sense. That does make sense. But then it was also confusing because Gwen is like, your wife is so sick she can't walk. So was she also like temporarily suddenly paralyzed in her seat and she peed her pants? I was confused. Like, did he pick her up because she didn't want to stand up because she was embarrassed because well, she peed her pants? That's how I took it at first because he was so, like, everyone yeah. leave. Yeah. Because she could have, like, obviously she would still be panicking if all that was happening was she couldn't walk. But if she would just, she could kind of like mask that. Mm-hmm. It was, that was confusing. I'm glad you were confused by yeah. that too because I was like, I guess I just don't know. <laughs> and then um, my other storyline, it like uh, would keep showing flashbacks of... Um, Michelle or Gwen and um, there's this one flashback that she keeps having and I was trying to figure out if it ever showed what it actually was Um, she's holding that monkey head did I miss this? that was in the first episode and they're like that gorilla costume is not gonna work someone and they're like well this is the only one in Munich and so they're like well no like we have three days we can't go to New York to get one and she was like I'll go and so she goes to get the new nicer gorilla suit. Mm. And then when she knocks on his door to show him, like, he's look what I did for you. Someone. And he's with the, that German translator lady. Got it. I got it. See? Thank you. You're for clearing that up for me. Well, and, like, what a good metaphor. Like, what she's willing to fly from Munich to New York in three well, days just to get that thing for him, for his movie. And, oh, I know. I'll just sleep with another woman mm-hmm. while you're doing this for me. Yeah. It just reminded me of a lot of people that I associate with now slash maybe even like myself and just like, I don't want to say all women because I don't want me to sound like I hate all men, even though this week I kind of do. But um, (laughs) it just is astonishing to me how many women get in relationships, whether they're like romantic or not, where like they're putting in so, so, so much and they only get out like shit. (laughs) Well, it's like how she even says in the show... She's, like, when she's talking to Annie, Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, like, you'll give and give and give, and, like, he gets this career, and what do you get? Oh, nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, too, because even his first wife, because, and this is true, too, from what I was reading about his first wife, how she was the one who convinced him, be a choreographer, be a director. And even though he's mad about it his whole life, oh, sorry that you won Oscars and Emmys and Golden Globes and Tonys for this, that you actually are better at than dancing mm-hmm. and have more success it's just yeah. but it was all from that first wife it's almost it's interesting too because i feel like if i went back and watched the first episode it would i would even like see more things because she it seems like she's just being kind of like scorned woman when she's like i did that for you like you would be nothing without me because mm-hmm. she's mad at gwen and yeah. them. but like actually she's right and then the same thing happens to gwen mm-hmm. and same thing happens to annie like it's just it's so it's really interesting and it almost i feel like i don't want it to sound like this is just another tale of that no because it really was an a fresh interesting spin on it 
And it was really well done. And I think that it, everyone should watch it. Yes. Exactly. Even if you have fatigue of a creative genius guy who abuses the women in his life. And like, sorry, but that's just how it is. So like, that's what we have to work with right now. <laughs> totally. And it doesn't. Yeah, they acknowledge that he is really good at what he does, but they don't shy away from making him look really bad. Yeah. Physically and emotionally and And, all the ways. Yeah. Because he really does look really bad in this. (laughs) (laughs) But just, it's worth it just to watch Michelle's performance. Oh, seriously. If, it really will be a complete joke if she walks away empty-handed award season. Oh yeah, I will strike. But, yeah, go watch it. Um, okay, so the question is, is Sam Rockwell your boyfriend of the week? Hell no! <laughs> Even if he had been nice. <laughs> like, that, did they shave his hair to look like that? Or, like, did they shave his whole head and, like, paste on some I strips? I <laughs> genuinely don't know, and I don't think I want to know. It was funny how they kept talking. Clearly, he was genuinely self-conscious about losing his hair. Because mm-hmm. he, he talked about it all the time. It's like, tiny dude, then just shave it all. Piece. Wear that little hat everywhere you go. Like, there are ways around this. That stupid fedora. So then, who's your real boyfriend? Well, that's I'm trying to decide. You go first. Um, I started watching Ozark this week, so I'm choosing Jason Bateman. Because I think I've kind of always been on the fence about whether or not he's hot. Mm. And I think I'm officially like, yeah, Jason Bateman can get it. He's very hot. Yeah. I do think he's gotten hotter with age also. Yeah. I think so too. And like seeing him in like different roles has helped. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Jason Bateman. I guess I'm going to have to go with Jake Lacey, which is really weird. I told, I literally told Taylor, well, because she texted me because she was ahead of me in the show. And she was like, there's a very funny and surprising cameo. And like, on no, like, there's nowhere where I would have guessed she was ever referring to Jake Lacey. Like, well, that's so not in my brain. I know that Jordan's such a nosy person so i was like please stay off imdb because i didn't want her to accidentally see here's the thing about my imdb i usually only go by the episode i don't want to look at the whole cast list yeah i don't want to be surprised by things like that i like or i mean i i want to be surprised like i don't want to spoil those things for myself especially if i'm like in the middle of watching it but um yeah i was like um (laughs) oh yeah I really did have, like, a guttural response when I thought I was like, um, but, yeah, I was like, if this show makes me like him in this, then he'll, like, yeah, what an acting performance. And I did, so I guess he's the best actor in the world, because I really, I really genuinely liked him. I feel like he was also, like, um, less talky. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a lot of stuff, he's saying things like, I'm such a nice guy, or blah, blah, blah. And this, he just, like, was a nice guy. Well, And he, and was he just looked like, really cute in his outfits of the 60s and 70s. He's, like, the kind of guy that I think that we all want, where, like, he appreciates and know that you are better than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, <laughs> genuinely loves you for that. And, like, it kind of reminds me of... um um, Julia Louise Dreyfus talking about her relationship with her husband on Dax uh, Shepherd's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of what he was like to Gwen. Yeah, like he is even in the business, and he still like let her shine. Yeah, totally. And like, was like willing to do whatever 
she needed to do to do that. Yeah. And was like, no, you should stand up for and like your contract is better and blah blah blah. And he was also really supportive of their of her and Bob's daughter. Yeah, he cared like he, he was, was a better parent observant. than either of them, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, which I think is an interesting commentary on its own too of like the sacrifices of stardom kind of. Yeah. But um yeah, I thought he was really good. It's um my favorite role of his ever, probably. Definitely. All right, well, go find an FX login and go watch Fossey Burden. Couldn't recommend it. Because you don't want to have not watched it when it gets all the awards. Calling it now. It's going to be a sweep. Fossey Burden sweep. Technically, I feel like it should be called Burden Fossey. But I guess that doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, well, and I saw that. Did you see that it's based on the book Fossey? Yes. Which I think is a rude title. Because it just completely excludes her. I guess when his name is, like, the famous one. Yeah. That's how you get but, people. And that is what's so interesting in the show when people, like, they when they show some flashbacks where people only know her. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, and this is my husband, Bob mm-hmm. Fosse. And they're like, oh, nice to meet you, sir. Like, they don't really recognize him. And then he's him. like, oh, you've, like, probably seen this. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, I actually do know who you are. It's fascinating. So go watch it. Bye.